Hey everybody, this is Curtis from the podcast letting you know that we're sponsored by Twitch. Twitch is a community where people can watch a cat play a piano or you can watch somebody play a video game. That's a regular thing too. There's a lot of amazing content on Twitch and you can find content creators that fit what you like to watch. And if you don't quite find what you're looking for, start streaming it yourself. We hope that you're going to love the world of Twitch because it's such an inviting world with tons to offer and there's really no limit to what the imagination brings. Check out Twitch today. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Three Angry Gamers. And you know what? Hide your kids, hide your wife, because there's four of us this week. <laughs> Wait, what? Okay. <laughs> it's that guy, you know? You know the guy in the video? He's like, hide your kids, hide your wife. Yeah, that was a great video. I don't know why. That, that, that video is like 10 years old at this point. I don't know why I made that reference, but you know what? I stand by it. All um, right. Yeah. Hey, welcome to the Three Angry Gamers podcast. Um, with me, as always, got Dennis. How's it going, Dennis? Hey, I'm still alive. <laughs> That's I'm good. I, I, I could ascertain that from you being on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I sure hope so. Otherwise, <laughs> I guess I'm just a spirit of gamers past. I don't know. <laughs> spirit? It's not Christmas. <laughs> the spirit of dead Valentine. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. I guess it's true. Nice. Spirit nice. of lonely gamers everywhere. <laughs> My Valentine's Day is going to be spent playing League of Legends. <laughs> There's still Fortnite guys. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're probably very lonely. I saw a kid the other day. He wanted to buy this book. It was like a magazine in like some drugstore or whatever. It was like the ultimate guide to Fortnite. And he was like, Mom, I gotta buy this. I gotta be really good at Fortnite. And she was like, No, you can't buy it. And I'm like, I wanted to laugh and be like, Haha, kid, you're gonna suck at Fortnite. <laughs> uh, Jamie, back back from the dead as well. I'm back. I didn't have to spend an entire day in the emergency room this weekend. So that's good. So we're, oh wow! We're good to oh go. yeah. How, yeah! Oh yeah! Ooh, dude! I heard yeah, about that. Fun. That's not that fun. Not fun. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. We're all no. safe now. We're all good. Yeah. It was That's just, good uh, to hear. Yeah. The rough, rough Saturday, and I just uh, had to. And then, and then after that, we went to Disney uh, for the week. So that was just Ooh. a long week of shit going on. So I'm back. I played games. Great. Nice. And then, uh, yeah, Lucas is here. Dungeon Daddy Lucas. Yeah, I guess. I guess I have to be here and entertain you people. Fuck's sake. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we got a lot of news. There's a lot that happened this week. Yeah, um, what the fuck? 
Like, I was planning to, like, you know, half my day, but apparently we're going to be at the city this chair for the next three fucking hours. Wait, that seems less than half a day, but... What? My day's only six. Oh, okay. Fair. I'm like a cat, I sleep the rest of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, got for some, well, no-cost games. You're either paying for them indirectly or you get them for free. Ollie Ollie World is uh, leading the PlayStation Plus lineup, so... Uh, that's that's something. Uh, Evil Dead the game, Mafia Definitive Edition, and Destiny 2 Beyond Light are also available for PlayStation Plus owners. Uh, probably one of the better months, but not nothing really stands out as like super big. I mean, Evil Dead the game was it's probably like one of the more polished, more triple A games, but even that probably not so much. But hey. PlayStation Plus still, still churning out games every month. Uh, there's a bad game in that list. They're not particularly new games. Evil Dead's probably the newest one, I think. Um, yeah, but it's nice if, if they're doing the Destiny thing because they're like, hey, there's a new Destiny expansion coming out in a couple days, uh, at the end of the month, and uh, you know, if you want to catch up and play some of the old stuff, here we go. Have some free, and it's not the last expansion. Or this, the current expansion. It's like the previous one, so it's like two expansions before they're given. Right. Weird, but also uh, doesn't Sony own now Bungie? So I'm sure yep, they were just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. They're like, well, you know, whatever. Go down the hall. Give like, it away. Hey, give give this away for free, okay? Yep. Um, Epic Games is not really that much better, honestly. If anything, they're probably worse. Uh, Recipe for Disaster is uh, the latest game being given away. And I think a lot of people were like, they must be giving away a second game because one game, especially a game set in a kitchen, which I feel like they've given away a ton of like cooking-esque games. Yeah, yeah. People, people were expecting something else. And then Epic came out and was like, no siree, we're just giving away one game and it's Recipe for Disaster. Which is described as a management sim that captures the fast-paced, drama-filled environment of a professional kitchen and dining room. Build your dream restaurant, create recipes, design menus, and manage your staff, all while contending with disastrous situations. This doesn't sound that exciting. If I wanted to go restaurant, work in a kitchen, I would just go, yeah. I would just go <laughs> work at a Wendy's or something and, you know, hate my life forever. Um, this, this doesn't seem that great. But. Yeah. Hey, it's free. Not, not super excited about that one. No. I would design a restaurant strictly where I just serve mac and cheese. Just mac and cheese only. <laughs> if you don't like All it. mac, all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, it's used a different kind of macaroni noodle for this one. Hope you enjoy. Um, and then Amazon Prime, they're giving away a game which we still aren't sure if this game is free to play, but DKO, Divine Knockout. Um, I don't know. They're giving it away for free, but maybe it's already free. I don't know. Um, that that's being given out, and then also the Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind Game of the Year Edition, which is like I don't know, nearly I want to say like twenty five years old, something like that. It's sounds old. Sounds about right. Ninety eight. Yeah, it sounds maybe maybe two thousand or something. It's it's definitely up there. It's at least twenty. I'm guessing what they're giving... Because it looks like it is some kind of free-to-play game, but there's different, like, editions you can buy in starter packs and whatever else. So they're probably giving away, like, some kind of, like, founder's pack or something, but... 
okay. Well, Dennis, you said this was like from the people that made Smite, so yeah, I think so. They're like continuing on their like characters of sort of different mythologies like Thor and stuff, except they're now putting it into I think this is sort of like a fighting game, like a brawler kind of game. I'm like pretty sure it's a free to play game because they seem to only make free to play games. Yeah. Cool. Well, there you go. That's your free games or no cost games. Honestly, it's a little disappointing. Just, just, just buy games. Apparently, they don't want to give you good free games. So, it looks like the only thing DK DKO only has paid versions, but the lowest one's like only like ten bucks. So it's not free, free, but it's pretty low. Uh, yeah, because I don't. And it see might anything... just be because it's oh. early access or something. Maybe I'm guessing. I don't see anything that just says download this. Like just yeah. download this and play this. It's like yeah. Well, the cheapest one is like well twelve ninety nine Canadian, but that's like yeah, it's gonna be like around nine bucks American. So cool. Uh, Nintendo had a direct this week, and boy oh boy, they come in strong. I think a lot of people were like, eh, it's just gonna be showing off the first half of the year. But they showed off quite a bit. I think a lot of this was stuff that had been rumored for a while, but it was nice yeah. to finally get like. Hey, here's some definitive stuff on what we're doing this year. Um, especially because, like, again, I think a lot of people were, like, expecting a lot of this kind of stuff, but still pretty good. Um, kind of the big thing that kind of came out of nowhere was that they stealth dropped Metro Prime Remastered. They were like, they announced it, they're like, it's built from the ground up, and everyone was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to wait like three months or four months to play this. And they're like, nope, it's available today. Very, was, uh, very, very surprising. I mean, we've all been hoping, hoping and praying and wishing, and yes. and thinking that they were gonna, they were gonna bring this out at some point to to hype up Metroid Prime Four, and then it never came. Every fucking year, we were just like, oh, no Metroid again. And then I guess maybe with Metroid Dread, they got enough interest back in it. They're like, oh, maybe we should put these out. So, very yes. cool that they redid it from scratch and, and kind of redid all the textures. I got sent an email, like, the day the Direct got announced, like, the day before, and they were like, Curtis, you might really want to tune into this Direct, and I was like, that's a little weird. (laughs) Like, I see. they've never really, like, told me about Directs in advance. Like, I obviously know that they're coming, because, like, Nintendo will announce it, but, like, I was like, huh, very interesting, and then sure enough, afterwards, they were like, we know you've been wanting this forever, here you go, and I'm like... Yes, this is a very accurate. I have been wanting this forever. Um, I'm a little surprised that they didn't do like the full trilogy, but I think it's also smart on their part because spread it out. Yeah, yeah spread it out. I wouldn't be surprised if like maybe we get a Metroid Prime to remaster like maybe closer to the end of this year, and then maybe three like early next year, and then maybe right. you do and like Metroid Four comes out soon after. Me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's that's in my mind how they're doing it. I'm probably wrong, but. Yeah, yeah. No. I don't know. I think that seems like a good like once you get the engine built right, like it's mm-hmm. just basically building the the environments and stuff because the gameplay isn't super different. Like there's a little bit of difference between the no. three games, but but the general like controls are the same. Yeah. So yeah, and yeah. I think it's Make smart. It smart. Yeah. They they start with the one that honestly I think most people will like. I think most people would art would agree that like the first Metro Prime game is the best. I mean. Yeah. Maybe some people really like three. 
I'm not one of them, but yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'll get to it when the what I've been playing because I have been playing it. But yeah, it's it's Metro Prime. It's remastered. It's very good. Um, but yeah, wasn't the only thing in the announced though. Uh, well, we already knew about the Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Got a new trailer for that, and uh, yeah, it's it's more Zelda. It looks like they're borrowing from one of those Banjo Kazooie games, the ones where you can make vehicles because. There was, like, some flying vehicle it looks like maybe you build or something, so... I don't know. Yeah. yeah. They did give it a release date, finally, because I think previously they'd only said a window was, like, going to be early 2023, and now it's, like, May. Yeah. Uh, so that's good. Good to know when it's coming. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The um, the weird thing that he did bring up in the, in the Direct that uh, probably they should have is that they jacked up the price on it uh <laughs> compared to their other games the yeah. first first game they're implementing a new pricing uh for the switch and i don't know why if this is going to be the the norm going forward but it's definitely shocking to see them charging a little bit more for these games on this console that is now eight years old or seven years whatever five years old i don't know getting old <laughs> yeah i um I, I, I'm a little torn on that, to be honest, because I guess in my mind, I'm like, yeah, raising the price, like, I think they're probably doing it for just general inflation reasons, like, Probably, yeah. there's so much going on right now where things are getting more expensive, just across the board for everything and everybody, but, like, also part of me is like, this is a very much an old console that, honestly, is probably getting close to the end of its life. It just seems very weird to raise the price on Switch games, especially when, like, Nintendo rarely discounts them. Like, it's not like yeah. we've ever really gotten substantial discounts on, like, some older Switch games. So Even even on the holidays, when everything was, like, crazy sales, I think I only paid $20 less on Breath of the Wild when I bought it for some Christmas. Um, yeah. Like, this game is... Game is going on seven years old or six years old or whatever. Around 2017. Uh, mm. What the heck? <laughs> yeah. But. So I don't know. I'm of the I'm of the th- belief like Nintendo just has a very weird pricing structure. Like yes, they're charging more, but like again, w- discount your games, guys. Like it's okay to discount, you know, Super Mario Odyssey like four years after it came out or something. Like it's right. fine. People are people are okay mm. with that. Let's say if they're doing it to like afford to give raises to their developers, like go for it. Like I'll I'll pay a little bit more if that's your reasoning. But if it's just to get your profits up, like go for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pikmin Four got shown off. It's Pikmin. You throw little dudes around and they sacrifice themselves for the greater good. So. Base vegetable alien adventure game. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Looked very shiny and next gen, but yeah, it's pretty much just Pikmin. Like I was, that was my takeaway from it. I'm like, this looks very polished, but also it's just Pikmin. It's fine. Yeah, I, I never really got into the Pikmin games. I played Pikmin three a bit because I think they gave it away for free for some reason on the Wii U. Uh, I don't remember what that reason was, but I I don't think I paid for it. Uh, but yeah, it's fine. It's, it's not terrible. It's not great. Pikmin. Yeah. Uh, we're getting a game called Disney Illusion Island. 
and yeah, the art style is very so, interesting on this. I don't know. It it looks pretty good. I think like they announced this game years ago as something else, and like they brought it back from like they think it got canceled or something, and then they restarted development on it like recently, and they showed it off at previous direct, I think. Yeah, but it hadn't gotten a date yet. It looks really fun. Like I think it's four player platformer, um, yes. similar to like Mario. It looks and... very much like Rayman, Raybean, Rabbids, or whatever yeah. they're called. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. That little like co op two D platformer game. Yeah. You yeah, want cause... Mickey Mouse uh, platformer? Yeah, because you, you got Minnie Mouse, Mickey Mouse, uh, Donald, and Goofy. Uh, obviously, I play as Goofy because I'm sure he's the under unsigned king of that game. But uh, right. yeah, seems a little bit cheaper than most games. It's on for forty nine ninety nine for pre order. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. not sure exactly. You know, I mean, seems fun. Uh, you know, I'm sure it's the kind of game you'd want to play with other people too. So. Um, but yeah, that's coming. When is that coming? Like July twenty eighth, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah, it's fairly fairly soon. Yeah. So. Um, and then we got Samba the Amigo Party Central. So. You can bash your bomb your your drums or whatever it is. Is it's, it the Maraca game? I can't remember which one Samba de Amigo is. Yeah, it's Maracas the Maracas or drums. It's okay. the Maraca, yeah. It's like a it's like a rhythm based game and this mm. one's kinda like a party yeah. game kind of style, so yeah. yeah. It's releasing in June, so you don't have to wait much longer if you're a big fan of that, I guess. Um, I wonder if they're going to make sleeves for your controllers so they look like little maracas, or if they'll just be like, shaker, shaker, fucking Joy-Con. Nintendo, take note. You need to do that. To, to put that out, <laughs> it's like a little, like, just add, like, a $100 skew where it's, like, the game plus go. some little, like, maraca things you can slip your your Wiimotes into. That sounded really inappropriate. I'm so sorry. <laughs> now that I hear that out loud, I'm like, nope. Flip those Wiimotes in. Oh, Octopath Traveler too. I almost forgot about that, but that was a that was something they also showed off a bit. Yeah, uh, that looked pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know what? Uh, I know not everyone's a big fan of those big Japanese RPGs, but eh, it looks fun. Um, I can't get into these. No, uh, they're really good time sync if you do like them. Yeah. Especially like on the go, and that's coming very soon, like February twenty fourth. So this is this is not Octodad, right? It's Octopath. <laughs> like Octodad is the yeah. other one, right? Although For some reason you said Octopath. I'm like, is that the Octodad one? Yeah, not quite, not quite. It's not uh, not Octodad. It's Octopath Traveler. It's like a JRPG. Although maybe now they can put Octodad in Octopath Traveler. That would be. I mean, it seems would... like the synergy is right there. For the take. That would be the ca- the the big the big brain move right there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Advanced Wars one and two reboot camp. Um, yeah, that's uh, coming in April, April twenty first, and I'm excited for that because Advanced Wars are fun. Yeah. So, yeah, if you've never played Advanced Wars, it's simple and it's super fun. Yeah. Uh, 
And this is probably a good time to get back into Like, if you played Into the Breach, I think that's probably, like, the closest of, like, games nowadays that are close to that. Or, like, yeah. even Fire Emblem is very similar to that. Um, they're fun. They're, they're, they were fun Game Boy Advance nice games. Nice little turn, turn-based strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bayonetta Origins, uh, Ceriza Cer- um. and the Lost Demon. I don't know what is up with this. It's some, it's definitely like in the Bayonetta universe, but it's not a Bayonetta game that you would probably recognize. No. It's like chibi Bayonetta weird prequel, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's like, it story, is a game. <laughs> visuals. Yeah. So. I might check it out. I'm not gonna lie, uh, but it's uh, it's definitely an interesting look compared to the other. Game. Yeah, like I was watching gameplay footage of it. I'm like, this is not Bayonetta, but I guess that's kind of like the whole idea. It's it's something different. Yeah, something so. different. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm a little curious about this because the gameplay looks interesting. It it looks almost more like just kind of like a Honestly, it looks more like a JRPG or something like that, but but th- this is a game. This is also getting quite expensive too. This game's like seventy nine nine nine. Like, come on, guys, games are getting pretty expensive nowadays. But um, and then well, we're getting close to the end of this direct. There was a lot of stuff. I didn't even cover everything. I'm just covering the stuff that I think is probably most pertinent to most people, but. Uh, Etrian Odyssey Origins Collection. It's a collection of the first three Etrian Odyssey games coming to the Switch. So, cool. June 1st. Yep. Um, yeah. And then, uh, aside from Metro Prime Remastered, the other stealth kind of announcement that they dropped on the day of was Game Boy, Game Boy Advance games. Come to the Switch. But, arguably, uh, maybe they fucked this one up because... You, if you want the Game Boy games, you just need your regular Switch Online membership. If you want the Game Boy Advance games, you need the um, expansion pass, which I don't know. I don't have the expansion pass. I was debating getting it, but then seeing the games they announced for the the Game Boy Advance one, I was like, "Mm, not quite what I need to get me to sign up for that. But it's, it's, I think the the enhancement pass or whatever they're calling it is probably getting to the point now where it's worth grabbing because you get like all the Mario Kart DLC, all the Animal Crossing DLC, and then uh, what is it? Genesis N64 and now uh, Game Boy Advance calls for that. So it's it's getting to the point now where it's like okay, it's really hard to argue that it's not worth it anymore. But yeah, you kind of gotta want to do all that stuff it's, it's for just one aspect of that i don't think it's also very notably absent from both of these lists is any pokemon game i have a sneaking suspicion uh yeah. pokemon day is coming february 27th i would not be surprised if they announced that pokemon games are coming to this like relatively soon um but yeah that was like the big glaring oversight i'm like i think pokemon games are like the biggest selling games on both the Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance, so it was a little surprising they didn't put them on, but... Yeah. I was worried they might not do it just because they don't want to cannibalize their, you know, remake, you know, for mm. some of these other uh, Pokemon games that came out in that era, but because I think they, they remade the 
the original games on. Maybe it was on 3DS. I don't remember now. But anyways, yes. uh, they did put they did put uh, Metroid Two, which has a a Switch remake, and the Link's Awakening game, which has a Switch remake. So I think even if there that was the case, uh, it's not it's probably probably good bet to still put the Pokemon. I also this is just wild theory, but I think they might try to like get find a way to like get Pokemon and Game Boy to connect to the Pokemon uh, home service that they have. So, like, Pokemon Home is a service where you can store your Pokemon and take them over to other games. So, I would have to imagine that if you're playing Pokemon on the Nintendo Switch Online, you would want that to connect to Pokemon Home so that you can take your Pokemon from, let's say, like, Pokemon Red or Blue, like the original ones, um, and then take them over to the, to the new games. So... I, that's part of what I'd be curious about is if they make that, make you or give you the ability to transfer the Pokemon over. But we'll see. Um, the thing they did uh, announce that was kind of exciting is the in the future they will be putting out both the Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons Zelda games on there. So if yes. you've never played those, they're fantastic. I think Lucas played them recently. Uh, but yeah, they they were they're definitely yes, I did. Up. Yep. Yeah, but. They are. I didn't play the other one. There's apparently they're combined. I just there was only one for sale on the DS market. Weird. Um, which was I would have to put up my Game Boy to look. But the question is, what can you play now? That is the big question because obviously now you can play Game Boy, Game Boy Advance games. The Game Boy lineup is Tetris. Super Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins, which I actually played as a kid, and I replayed it. It's not terrible. It hasn't aged the greatest, but, yeah. It's Wario's debut in that game. Yes. Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening, Awakening sorry, DX, Gargoyle's Quest, Game & Watch, Gallery 3, Alone in the Dark, The New Nightmare, Metro True 2, sorry, Return of Sam's, Wario Land 3, and Kirby's Dream Land. Uh... Yeah, the Game Boy is such a weird choice. Like, why? That's the only one that I'm like, what? <laughs> Honestly, well, like a lot of these games, um, I'm a little like, uh. I mean, obviously, in my opinion, like Pokemon are, is like the biggest Game Boy game. So yeah, mm-hmm. like again, mm-hmm. a little surprising, but like, yeah, Super Mario Land two, that's a big one. Tetris was obviously a big one. Metro two is another big one. So. They did get, like, some of the big games. Uh, yeah. The Game & Watch one is a little little weird. Yeah. Like, yep. but no Harvest Moon. Harvest Moon had a really good iteration on the Game Boy. Um, Castlevania. There's, there were some Castlevania yeah. games on the Game Boy that, like, would have been fun to play. Gargoyle's Quest, I think, is a very underrated game, but that one's fun. It is good, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was, actually, it's funny, I just looked that up this morning. So I wonder what that's was on my YouTube feed. It actually looks good. Yeah. Oh, that's why, because it had. Uh, so if there, you know, remember those commercials you have on magazines and stuff like that, not ads. That's what it actually yeah. had an ad saying the graphics were so real. It you forget it's a video game. Yeah. That's what it said. Um, the best thing about the Game Boy was the Game Boy camera. It would be hilarious if they brought that back. You get your uh, little paper that you could print out pictures on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? They just, like, take a picture with this, like, just purposely low-res 
camera, and they just print it Two off. Two colors, yeah. Yeah. One sec, babe. I'm gonna take this picture, cute picture of us. Let me grab my my Game Boy Color emu or Game Boy Printer <laughs> emulator from from. Uh, it could the, be the like uh, those people that are like, I need to take pictures of Polaroids. Uh, it's an outdated format, but uh, you know. People still, yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm just saying, Nintendo. Yeah. There's a there's a market for you bringing the Game Boy camera back. So. I mean, I've seen older people use tablets to take pictures, so people take pictures with anything, really. Okay. Um, and then the Game Boy Advance games, also a little weird, too, to be honest, but I think this one's a little more well-rounded. Uh, Super Mario Advance 4, Super Mario Brothers 3. Uh, so, the Game Boy Advance, they redid a bunch of the Mario games, um... So, this one is like a remake of Super Mario Bros. 3. Uh, WarioWare Inc. Mega Micro Games, uh, which is more WarioWare. I think people people generally love those games. Kuru, yeah. Kuru, Kuru, Ruben? Yeah. Deal with that one. No, pass on that. Mario Kart Super Circuit, Mario and Luigi Superstar Star Saga, and The Legend oh of Zelda God. Diminished Cap. Those last two are really good. Uh. Yes. I thought I saw they had like a teaser of what's to come. I thought I saw Measure Fusion on there, and I was like, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, I think I that like, would make sense. <laughs> that was the one I was looking for, but I was like, you know what? I can wait for that. So that was the Nintendo Direct. All in all, I'm very excited for what Nintendo's got this year. I mean, we don't even yeah. know what the last half of this year will have, but this first half looking pretty solid. Does anyone think they're going to stealth announce a new console like in the second half of this year Ooh. and be like, like, hey, by the way, that new Zelda game, it's out on here too. And you. I mean, they have been eerily quiet about what's coming uh, in the second half of the year. Like, yeah. very much, this was like everything up until July. Uh, I think I think a new console has to be coming. Because like, when did the Switch come out? Like, 2017. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it even feels like both before that too like i feel like 2015 2016 but yeah i i'm i'm ready for a new console and then they'll be like guess what guys you can finally play in 1080p and what if it be 4k people lose their fucking minds actually can you play 1080p on the switch i, I think you can. can i think the okay. switch is 1080p yeah, maybe they'll go, go for 4k maybe they'll go for 4k finally 4k 30 frames per second what yeah. what <laughs> Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, there's still some other stuff that came out or got announced or whatever. Uh, EA reportedly cancels single-player game set in the Titanfall Apex Legends universe. So, Ooh. yeah, whatever that was. Titanfall 3, maybe? Mm. I'm annoyed. I, I love Titanfall 2, so if it was going to be a sequel to that, that would have been, been great. Yeah. The campaign and of Titanfall 2 is so good. Maybe they would have, like, made a game that connects Titanfall to Apex Legends a bit more directly. Something like that. There you go. Yeah. Because obviously Apex Legends is huge. But, yeah. Until you just said it, I literally had forgotten that Apex Legends is part of Titanfall. Like, I, <laughs> I totally forgot that was a thing. I am still <laughs> waiting for the day when they add Titans to Apex Legends because I feel, figure, like, right. once the player base really drops, they'll, they'll be like, let's, let's add them in. Yeah, that's the trump card. Yeah. Totally. Um, yeah, who knows what it was. Uh, I mean, safe to assume it was probably a shooter game. 
I think it's safe yeah. to say. Um, yeah. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor delayed six weeks to April 28th. And I say to that, thank fucking God, because I think the RE4 remake kick would have come out like a week before. Yeah. And yeah. So it felt a little cramped. And also, I'm sure there's probably some parts of the game that were maybe need some extra polish. So, sure. I have yeah. no problem with delays. As long as it's not like. Oh, it's coming like a year later, which would yeah. uh, probably still be good, but I would not like as much. Six weeks is not too bad. I say take the time, fix yeah. it up, polish it up. You know, give me more time to get some of these other games out of my backlog. Yes, exactly. Um, the Resident Evil Four remake is speaking of that is removing quick time events and adding side quests and new enemies. So, change the things uh... up. No I don't know. Pressing L and R to run away from boulders. Uh, I don't know how the fuck you're gonna do the Krauser fight because the Krauser fight was like it's all quick. Yeah, like how am I gonna beat that boss now? Fuck. <laughs> gonna be uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, that's gonna be my main question going into that game. How am I gonna do the Krauser fight without QT QTEs? But I I'm very excited for this remake. I I will forego all of my relationships and all of my responsibilities to play that game. So. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, advance everybody, but yeah, yeah, it's so close yet so far. So. <sighs> I, know. I know. I've been getting myself hyped by playing the other ones that I. The other I games, and, uh, I gotta say, yeah. like the biggest disappointment was not hearing your thoughts on the last episode because I saw you had it written down. And I was like, I really want to know what he thinks of the remakes. But yep. yep. We'll find out soon, I'm sure. But yes. Um. There's a leaker that says the GTA 6 release is quote-unquote imminent. Um, saying that we're probably getting it sooner than we think. Um, apparently, they were aiming for a late 2023 release date for GTA 6. But then it was internally pushed to fall of 2024. So, it's probably... It's speculated that we're going to get an announcement in the next, like, two, three months. And then... It's probably going to be out, like, yeah, a year and a bit later. So, God, it's crazy to think that we might have GTA 6 finally in our hands very soon. They've been so, like, hush-hush on it. Like, I just want info. What is it? Tell me for sure what everything... Everything's been, like, rumors uh, and some speculation and a little bit of leaks. And, uh, yeah, just... I, I have no doubt that, like, it'll technically be very, like capable because i mean gta yeah. 5 came out on like not it came out on like the 360 PS3. ps3 originally yeah. yeah yeah and then they ported it over to like the ps4 xbox one and then they just came out with the new versions but like really that game is so old so like i feel like now playing this new one like i'm so curious what they do with the new technology and stuff like i have a crazy theory that like they're just gonna make these games like just massive and i'm all for it like i don't know there was rumors that like you can go visit different cities and stuff and i'm like fucking let's let's go like yeah if in real life i can get in an airplane to go to travel to a different city i should be able to do that in gta but also that would probably mean it's like the last gta because if you can go to like any city who's to say yeah, you can't just, just keep be expanding like, it right oh yeah that's true yeah like hey you guys can go to vice city or you can go to san andreas or you can go to wherever like 
once you do that, like, where do you go from there? I don't know. Base. We'll see. I'm okay, sure they're going to tease they, something on Twitter, and then they'll be like, here's a teaser for a teaser for a teaser, and then finally we're going to find out more. But, yeah. Um, 46 games are being delisted from the Xbox 360 Marketplace on February 7th. So, if you're still playing 360, <laughs> sorry. Oh. <coughs> to be fair, most of these are games that have, like, newer versions on newer consoles that probably people are going to buy over the 360 version anyways but like there was some stuff like there was some japanese xbox 360 games that um i don't know something must have happened with the licensing because they pulled those so yeah r.i.p the xbox 360 i guess question mark i don't know do people still play 360 i do it's almost 20 years old at this point uh I know. God. 2005, right? I think that's when the 360 came out. So. I still have to play 360 games still. Like, I still have, like, five <laughs> or six of them still. I haven't got around to play them. I've been thinking of, like, just buying, like, a cheap 360. Because, like, I I was able to, like, log in and view my library of, like, three, like Xbox Live Arcade games I have on there. And, like, it's extensive. I'm like, fuck, I should just buy one and just play through some of those games. But. I have games on there you can't get anymore. Period. Like yeah. uh, like certain arcade games. Yep. Uh, also, some old Xbox games like the Jade Empire and stuff like that, where you can't get that. Uh, well, I think you can. Yeah. Jade Empire was good. Jade Empire was excellent. Yep. Yeah. Good game. Yeah. A very under like I don't think it's talked about nearly as much since Bungie's been known or not Bungie. No. What is it? Bioware. It's all the B names. Uh, yeah. Bioware's got other stuff to put in a name I think people know more for. But Jade Empire, very good. Combat. Look at that up. Yeah. I think you can buy it on Steam and stuff like that nowadays. But, yeah. Um, speaking of games being delisted or being listed, there's a hot rumor that Konami is going to start selling the Metal Gear Solid games on Steam. So help me God. If they do this, I'm also foregoing all my relationships and responsibilities to play these. Fuck my life. Let, that would be let me mod Metal Gear Solid, please. <sighs> like, I'm not saying that the, the like just give me one through four and Peace Walker. There's already five and um, yeah. Ground Zeroes on Steam, so just give me one through four and and Peace Walker. That's all I need. There's not even that many. Just put those out. Please. And if you're putting out one, don't put out the original one. Put out the, the GameCube twin version. Snakes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Give me that. Gotta be Twin Snakes. Yep. Yeah. So. I really hope this is true. Uh, I was also thinking too, man, put that Steam Deck compatible. Oh. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. That would be. I would be doing VR missions all day. <laughs> <laughs> Just like. I don't know, my fiance watches, like, the Harry Potter movies, and I don't give a shit, because I don't like those. I don't like... I, I hate to say this, because I know the new game's out, but I'm like, I don't care about Harry Potter. I would gladly just play my Steam Deck <laughs> while she watches the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, same. I'm also not into that franchise. So, yeah, we don't know which of the games are coming. This comes from uh, a leaker who, I guess, has some pretty prominent, like, leaks come through in the past, so... I don't know. I think it's 
I, I mean, it makes sense too. Steam is a pretty good platform for selling things, and um, yeah, hopefully he's a beast. Good. Yeah, it will only get stronger. Gabe Newell's like, finally, I can play the Metal Gear Solid games on my Steam Deck. Thank God. I need them to do that, but then also have Psycho Mantis like start pulling like I see you play Portal and shit like that uh, instead of the old school ones. That would be <laughs> hilarious. Or like <laughs> Lucas plays like I see you play playing some porn games on yours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start playing those games, man. <laughs> One mistake and I'm into it now. <laughs> Just really take the drudges of your Steam library for the most embarrassing shit you played, like... Yeah, freaking, I can't wait to romance cat ladies and stuff like that. I don't know what the fuck else is going on. I see you've been playing children's puzzle games. Aren't you an adult? Like... Just really embarrass people. Uh, okay, well, I hope that's true. I, I don't know. Maybe not, but it, I hope it's true. Okay, Wolverine. The upcoming insomniac game everyone's excited for it it's gonna be a ps5 game um apparently it's targeting a mature rating so as it should yes i think this is not that surprising but also kind of surprising because it's like yeah you're probably limiting the, the the base of who can buy your games a little bit but who cares you know it's all good I want Wolverine, you know, flashing people up. I want him getting, you know, blown up until he's just got, you know, meat on his bones and he can still be walking around and then heal up. I want all that stuff. You gotta have the cheer rate. Yeah. Mm hmm. All right. Uh, Hearthstone. Keeping on keeping. Uh, they've announced their new mini set called Return to Nax Ramus. It's out mm. February twelfth, or no? Today? <laughs> no, I doubt it. No, I think it's gotta be. I think this article is wrong. I think it's February fourteenth. I think it's like Valentine's Day. It's out. Yeah, that sounds that sounds better. Tuesday. Yeah, I think that's more accurate. Um, and yeah, it's you know typical mini set: thirty eight new cards, four legendaries, one epic, seventeen rares, and sixteen commons. Um, you can buy it for 1,500 runestones, which is kind of ridiculous because runestones suck and nobody likes them. Or you can buy it for 2,000 gold. Uh, if you want all gold versions of the mini set, that runs you 7,000 runestones. Or, for the first time, you can spend a 10,000 in-game gold for the, the full gold mini set. Um, yeah. Uh, there was a lot of uh, controversy about this because a prominent YouTuber who plays Hearthstone was like, hey, they always announce the mini set after this heroic brawl. Uh, and basically the heroic brawl, uh, they give you prizes for how far along you get beating people. You have a total of like three losses and then you're out. Um but statistically speaking, most people will play it and get, like, maybe, like, two to five wins and then be out. Um, and it's just a money suck. It's Hearthstone trying to uh, get people's gold. They've been really going hard on trying to get people's gold before this mini set comes out. Like, they were also putting out 
um, skins that you can get with in-game gold and other stuff, and like they were very clearly like trying to be like, give us your gold, so you have to spend in you have to spend rune stones on this new mini set, which is uh, a little. Little shady on Blizzard's part, but I guess I'm not that surprising given it's Blizzard. But um, also very surprising is Blizzard is killing off mercenaries, which literally debuted a year ago, and they already killed it. Mercenaries sucks. Yeah, I don't think it even plays mercenaries. So um, they announced that they're putting out one final update for it. They're gonna add like some in-game content for it and other stuff, but it's it's dead. It's done. It was never a mode that most people played. Um, I think their idea of it was like, oh, we're gonna make a single-player Hearthstone mode. But then it costs so much money to like get into and play, and people already spend so much money on other modes in Hearthstone. I think it just, it died a quick death. No one was playing and, and it. And that's the real issue. It's not a real single-player mode. Like, you want no. a single-player mode, you should use your own fucking deck. That's the yes. issue. Yeah. I I always like the old expansions of, of, of old with Hearthstone, where, like, it was kind of like the mini set where you spend a certain amount, and you would get, like, a set number of cards, and you knew the cards you were getting. Now, in that, you had to, like, go through and beat certain bosses and stuff to get cards. But that was, like, the closest to, like, a single-player mode. I would have liked if they had done something like that. But, yeah, Mercenaries just never quite landed. Um, and, yeah. It also, too, like, the streamers and other people that play Hearthstone, like, never really got onto it. So I think the, the mode just kind of, yeah, died to quick death. So. R.I.P. Mercenaries. I don't think many people will be missing you. But what will be funny is, like, if you log into Hearthstone right now, like, one of the big options when you log into Hearthstone is Mercenaries right smack dab in the um, in the menu. I think they're going to probably move that and put Duels there. I think Duels does a lot better than Mercenaries, so I think they're going to probably swap that around. But that'll be interesting to see what they do, since Mercenaries is pretty much dead now. And then, finally, Sony's new PS5 system software beta includes a Discord voice chat which allows cross cross platform calls so hmm. that's 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 cool i guess i'll just discord <laughs> yeah <laughs> guys you can talk to other people on other platforms with discord like okay like yeah i think most people I, I, think, do the... I think the the one thing that is cool for is like if you are doing some sort of cross play game uh like call of duty or or something like that where the in-game chat sucks ass uh you mm. discord then uh mm. you don't have to worry about it so that part of it's cool but the rest of it whatever plus if there's people you don't want to talk to you just want to talk to yes. your friends <laughs> it's perfect yeah just like it's like some little kids like my mom's abandoning me and you're like cool i don't want to talk to you i just want to talk to the people i want to play with like quiet so i don't know it seems like a small thing probably niche but, yeah. Cool. Well, that's it for the news. We're bringing back Q&A because I logged into the email and I realized I was the emails were somehow going to spam. So, sorry for that. Um, Whoops. Yeah. That was my bad. But I dug up some emails. Some of them were, like, six months old. So, I'm sorry if you were, like, they're now finally getting into my email. But some of them are still pretty, pretty good. 
Um, Tyler says, I recently bought a Steam Deck. I started off as a PlayStation X or PlayStation 1 user. Moved to PS2 and then the Xbox 360, PS4, and then due to supply chain issues, I've stuck with my PS4 and Steam Deck. I'd like to build my own custom gaming PC, but I'm wondering what you'll have to say about PC gaming. I know many of you play on PC, but I'm wondering if you think a primary console gamer will enjoy a gaming PC. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's like two major advantages to like a gaming PC. One is, of course, it kind of pushes the limits, if you can afford it, of like graphics fidelity. But I think the real, like, the real benefit of PC gaming is the versatility. Like, I treat it as a console most of the time. I play it with an Xbox controller and I play, you know, games that uh, eventually, hopefully, come to PC. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean,. But there's nothing wrong with sticking with console. Like, I love the Steam Deck, too. So, I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I think that the the current, like, iteration of Steam allows you to just kind of plug-and-play controllers. So, it's it's it, it doesn't feel like back in the day where you had, I got to download some weird drivers and use my Xbox controller and do all this other extra work. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty much, it's pretty, it's pretty, you know, hold your hand through everything now. And you could just kind of treat like a console. I think like so. the biggest driver I usually have to update is for my graphics card and that's usually yep. about it. Like yep. and even then like it's it's not that like it's not so bad like that you're like, oh my god, my system's unusable. Like half the time it's like, yeah, new games out, new major games out, like just download the NVIDIA driver or whatever. So Right. But I think the other yeah. cool thing nowadays too is like you can play a game like a steam game on your computer save it syncs to the cloud and then syncs up with your steam deck so like a very like unsung great feature of the steam deck is like you can kind of like play game between the two and your transfer your your saves kind of carry on between the two so like i would say if you're playing like on a steam deck yeah pc gaming just makes sense because like say you're playing i don't know as an example like god of war that they put out on pc and like you save a certain point and put it on your Steam Deck, you can just pick that up on PC, keep playing, go back to your Steam Deck, whatever. That's what I do, actually, often enough, is, like, just kind of switch between the two just so I can at least, like, play how I want to play and, like, pick up how I want to play it. But, yeah. I agree also to Dennis, too. Like, I think it's versatility, too. And, like, you can play... You can have a, an expensive gaming PC. You can also have a cheap-ass gaming PC. Like, it's really up to you and what you can afford... Um, there's at least a, a lot of options depending on what you want to do, but like to get like a 4k gaming PC is not nearly as expensive as you probably think it is. Maybe like yeah, going for like 8k or something would be a little more unrealistic, but like 4k is, is relatively feasible nowadays compared to what it used to be. Yeah. If you're starting from scratch, the price point I think is between 15 to two grand. Because yeah. I've been, I'm, I'm going to be switching over because I refuse to pay for PS5, yeah. the prices they have right now, and um, I've said this many times, where uh, I've looked up the price. I think it's fifteen to two grand. I think for like a good gaming PC. I don't know if like a, like way up their PC. You're probably looking at twenty five. Yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you're if you're going for like a, a Nvidia four four thousand series card, those are going to run you a, a bit. Uh, but I think if you're going. 3000 series you could get it for a reasonable price at this point yeah the 3000s are getting a lot less expensive than they used to be so um also too like i feel like the idea of playing for like 
PlayStation Plus or Xbox Live is fucking stupid. In a way, oh, but yeah. like I can just true. play on my like, gaming PC and it's like I can play online for free. Like yeah. I booted up my for PS4. Internet. I paid for our I booted up my PS4 and I wanted to play a game and it was like you can't because I deactivated my PlayStation Plus and it's like you can't play this until you renew your PlayStation Plus and I was just like, Oh fuck my life, I kinda of forget how much of a pain in the yeah. ass this is. Like the, the online version was like cheaper. It's like hundred and twenty bucks Canadian now or things like that for a yeah. year. Like if it was like between fifty like sixty bucks, it wouldn't be such an issue. But like yeah. hundred and twenty bucks to play online is kind of retarded. Yeah. I think too, like if you factor that in, like gaming PC is a lot cheaper nowadays. Because I mean, if you're paying for that PlayStation Plus, that that adds up quite a bit too. So, cool. Um, but yeah, you do you, you do you. Um, uh, Reed says I'm a relative newcomer to gaming. I figured I'd like to play through a series of games. I've played through all the Pokemon games, although unlike Lucas, I didn't do Nuzlocke. And I recently played through all the Mario games. I'm a 22-year-old, and I want to try different genres. What franchises would you recommend playing through? Oh, my God. So many. Wow. Um, a lot of answers. <laughs> yeah. I think, like, an easy one, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, like, I was just going to say that. Like, Good series. Yeah. That's relatively short, too. Like, you can probably play it over a month, play the series. Um, plus, they're really good games. So, I don't know. That's Zelda, my Zelda series is the my suggestion. Play through all the Zelda games. Mm -hmm. The Sonic series. Like, come on! You mention my name and don't say Sonic? Come on! Mm -hmm. We don't want this kid to hate <laughs> games. Come on. <laughs> oh, that hurts me. At least Good. the Genesis Sonic games. Play those. Yeah. Uh, the rest of them. And then Sonic Adventure 1 and 2. Uh, after that, I don't know. Can't you can play... Skip the rest of that shit. I agree with that. And then play Sonic... Oh, fucking Mania. Yep. And uh, Sonic... Oh, it was the one where they did a bunch of remakes of the 3D version of it. Sonic uh, Generation. Mm. Yeah. The recent one, Sonic uh, Frontiers, I loved it. However, I think a lot of people would not like it so much you're starting the series. Yeah. It just doesn't have a Sonic feel. Also, Diablo would be another good one, too. Great. Diablo Great. would be excellent. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, the first game's easy enough to beat. You'll beat it pretty quickly. The second game, they put out that remaster, and it's really good. Uh, and then, of course, you've got three and four coming down soon. So, I don't know. That would, if you that's... like... Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. If you like RPGs, uh, and you like Mario, it looks like that, do the uh, Mario and Luigi series. That mm, that yeah. was a really good. Yeah. Mm. Cool. What about you, Dennis? Nice. I don't, oh, I was going to say, I don't really know if I have anything to add. Fair. Maybe God of War's franchise? Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, especially because, like... There's so many. Yeah. And honestly, too, like, I would say, like, try to be realistic, too. Like, if, if you're... Don't be like, I'm going to play all the Final Fantasy games if you don't really have the time. Because, like, those, yeah, those are long-ass games, and, like, to play through it takes a long time. But, hey, if you have the time for that, go for it. But... I'm the kind of person, I'm like, no. Uh, oh, Mel, or, uh, I said that, no. Resident Evil, another good one, too. I was too. just about to, <laughs> I was like, you forgetting Resident Evil. That's another great one, yeah. I think Resident Evil, per, for me, like, I've been replaying that franchise, and, like, I think the first game's remasters showing its age a little bit, but, like, 2, 3, force coming out soon, even 5 and 6, or, like, yeah. they got, they got the, 
there's issues, but there's, there's Mass still... Effect. Uh, yeah. Just, just you know, stop at Marauder with shields. Just stop there. Just, just don't go any Don't further. finish three and don't play <laughs> the remake that they had out like a few years ago. What was it? I can't even remember what it was called. It was oh Andromeda. Yeah. Just, just don't play Andromeda. That's my hot take. That's a pretty, pretty safe bet. No one There's a ton of good series. Zelda, <laughs> even. I'm even doing to the Zelda series right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Zelda's good. Yep. Uh, and then finally, Erica says, with the success of the Steam Deck and the Nintendo Switch, do you think Sony or Microsoft would re-enter the portable market if they do? What would you like to see? say microsoft will never enter it because no. they're still suffering with their regular console they're still trying to figure that out so i don't think mm. microsoft is a good answer there but sony maybe although they tried it twice and failed so i don't know uh, i th i think microsoft is smart in that they like to just like it's on pc like you want to play forza horizon 5 it's on steam deck like they just embrace the existing market and don't try to like push their own thing sony i don't know Probably not. They've tried both times. I think the PSP was not quite a huge success for them. I don't. I don't know. I think the PSP was pretty good. I think the Vita failed them a lot worse. Oh uh, yes. The PSP. The PSP. The biggest problem with the PSP was the piracy, uh, because they just had people just pirating the shit out of it. So like their game sales were not super great. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think the PSP was bigger in, in Japan. For sure, yeah. Than it was in North America. But, I don't know. I think the big thing would be, like, if there was no disparity between playing on PS5 and playing on whatever, like, portable they came out with. Like, if I play God of War Ragnarok and it's the exact same on there, that would be... I, that would be the only thing that I would say would be worth it for them because I think that would be interesting to like have a one-to-one -one experience playing at home and playing on the go. Like obviously it would be with some compromises, but at least it wouldn't be like apparent where like, yeah, if you're playing a game and it's like, let's say as an example, like 1080p, but on a smaller screen, it's going to still look pretty good. So I don't know. I doubt they would ever do it though. I, I think... That ship sailed a long time ago. So, yep. Cool. Well, that's Q&A. Send in your questions to mailbag at 3 I will hopefully not let it go to spam anymore. So, uh, Cool. Let's get on with what we've been playing. I touched on this earlier, but Metroid Prime Remastered is out. And boy, oh boy, is it a lot of fun. Um, it's not... Totally flawless, I should say, but it's pretty fun. Um, I think the the biggest thing here is that like it is a full full remaster of the first game, so the graphics are are spruced up. Gameplay wise, it plays very much the same. Uh, they have added the choice of control schemes, so you can play like how Metroid Prime originally was played. Uh, you can play with the um, the I, I know they're not called Wii modes, but I forget what the Steam calls them or the the Switch calls them. The Switch Joy Cons. Joy Cons. That's what that's what it is. <laughs> uh, and then you can also play where it's like a traditional FPS where one joystick moves, the other looks around. 
You can still lock on, which is nice, uh, especially with how chaotic that game can get at times. Um, yeah. I managed to beat it. I clocked in a little bit over nine hours once all of a sudden done. Um, and yeah, I enjoyed it. I think I have some minor gripes with it. Uh, the first of which being that um, for some reason the drop rate on some ammo is just weird. So I'd be at full health, full missiles, but I would need power bomb ammo to complete a certain mission or whatever. So I'd be like beating enemies so I could get that ammo and it wouldn't drop power bomb ammo. And I looked up online and people were like, yeah, you have to go to like this area and defeat this enemy just to get power bomb ammo. It's not easily available. And I'm like, that's just kind of dumb. Like it doesn't happen that often. I think like most, for the most part, the power bomb ammo is not necessarily needed in the game, but there was just a few times where I was like, oh god, I have to backtrack just to get ammo to do this one mission. Like, it just seemed a little, I don't know, frustrating. Um, and then the other thing is, too, is there's not a whole lot of extras or replay value here. Once you beat the game on normal, it unlocks hard mode. Um, but I think, more glaringly, uh, they took out the fusion suit, which is very sad. I don't know. I... I know in the GameCube one you needed the Fusion game uh, save in order to unlock the Fusion suit. And then in the Wii trilogy, they put it in as something you could unlock with credits once you beat the game. In this, it's just gone entirely. And I kind of wish they put it in. I was even thinking, like, go one step further and bring in, like, the Dread suit or something like that. Um, but they didn't do anything like that. So, I don't know. Bit of a missed opportunity there. But I still would give this, like... Nine and a half out of ten. Nice. This is very good. Um, I definitely would recommend picking this up. I think as like a port of a game that is otherwise ten out of ten, it's missing some things. But still, I would be hard pressed to say you shouldn't play this. Like my issues were very minuscule. I still, and even like for the small issues I had, like man, some of the enemies in this look just look so good. And once you beat an enemy, you typically unlock their model in this model viewer. You can look at it later. And I was, like, looking at some of the models, like, the old versions compared to the new ones. And, like, it's, like, such a huge difference. Like, I mean, I, I guess it's not a huge spoiler to say that the end boss is Metroid Prime. But, like, comparing, like, Metroid Prime, how he looked in the GameCube version compared to how he looks in this new uh, Switch version. Like, the textures are just phenomenal. I don't know. If you've never played this game or you've played it and been wanting to pl replay it, like, this is a, a, a very clear to me, like, must-buy. Definitely would recommend checking it out. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, I've been playing a lot of Steam Deck games. Uh, I've been replaying mm -hmm. Red Dead Redemption 2. That's a lot of fun. Uh, just been going through, and, um, I don't know. I, I kind of had a burning desire to replay that game and replay, like, open-world games, so... Uh, Reddit Redemption 2, not quite the Rockstar game that I think a lot of people expect. I'm a little surprised replaying it where it's like, you gotta monitor your hunger and your, uh, other stuff. Like, it, it, the game makes you micromanage a lot stuff a lot more than other games, but still a lot of fun. Um, uh, I'm still going through with my replay of the Resident Evil series in preparation for Resident Evil 4 Remake. I did finish the Resident Evil HD remaster. Uh, it's rough, just because, I mean, it is technically a remake, but it's probably the oldest remake. This came out of the GameCube. Yeah. 
its camera is fucking obnoxious. <laughs> so there's like points where you like would turn the corner and then it switches camera angles and then you have to like figure out where the camera is and where the character is and it's just very yeah. jarring and I don't know. That's a game that I would love for them to put out on like the Resident Evil 2 or 3 well now I guess 4 engine and just put that out. I think it would be good. I I know it's probably not as long or as substantial as some other Resident Evil games but like I really do feel like that remake is now starting to show its age and, need, and that remake needs a remake so um, yeah. It, it's a little jilted or you know stiff but if, if you look at the way that game was created like they it's all like 2d backgrounds that are simulated 3d or something crazy like that so like yeah. for them to redo it they'd have to like rebuild it which I, it definitely could use it but yeah that's why all the camera angles are so fucking weird because they're just like they're screens that are built in 3d with 3d it's funny yeah what i find very weird too is like resident evil uh, HD remaster, it still gets updated. Like they, they recently added some new graphical options and other stuff to it. Like it's very weird. They keep updating it, but I'm like, not quite the update I want. Like I need a full blown remake of that game. So, uh, and then I've also been playing Resident Evil Five also on my Steam Deck. Um, yeah, it's fun. Uh, unsurprisingly, there's no one playing co op with that game. So yeah, I've been no playing single player. Boulders, huh? No. No. I tried. I was like, let's see if I can find someone to play with. And it was like, there's nobody. Like, there's there's no one that plays this. So, I was very disappointed. I'm sure I could probably go on, like, Reddit and find someone to play with. But I'm like, eh. I'm a, I, I just played single player. Um, that's a long game. Like, I'm, I'm probably around halfway through. But I've been playing quite a bit of it. So, I forget how long of a game it is. But, yeah. Yeah. Probably one of the longer Resident Evil games by a long shot. So Agreed, yeah. Played a little bit of Pokemon Violet. I'm trying my best to beat that game, but not quite yet. Uh, and then finally, I played this very random game on mobile. It kept getting advertised to me, and I was like, uh, I'm going to give this game a try. And it's called Rush Royale, and it's actually quite fun. It's like a tower defense game, but you play against another person. So it's you and an opponent, and... Uh, minions just kind of go around and like any tower defense game you have to like try to take down your uh, the minions that are on your side while your opponent's trying to do the same so there's a lot of like I don't know how do you manage your minions and also you know see how your opponent's managing theirs and then uh, at a certain point they add like a boss minion that you have to try to defeat and I don't know, it's actually fun. I've been playing it quite a bit. I was very surprised, because it's, like, very much a typical um, mobile game. I was very surprised that I actually started playing it and let alone enjoyed it. But yeah, Rush Royale. It's surprisingly very good. So. Cool. Alright, Dennis, why don't you let us know what you've been playing lately? Alright. Um, I've been playing video games. I played through the uh, the Ascent. It came out a little while back, but I still think it's relatively a new game. It's like a twin stick shooter set in a cyberpunk world. Um, I can't say I love this game, but 
damn does it have good visuals like especially for a twin stick shooter some of the cutscenes and just the world detail um in general is one one of the best i've seen in really any type of like isometric or top-down game it's just there's so much little things to look at everything looks anything from like the areas you can walk around to like the background that sort of moves as you move is it's just visually one of the really best games that i've played this year so far i just wish it was more fun it had like you know very typical twin stick shooter gameplay it had different sort of variety of weapons there's sort of abilities that you can uh, equip they're like enhancements to your character and the story is a little lackluster so i i just i couldn't get all the way through it it just looked really pretty but i got bored really fast although i will say that it is i think meant to be played co-op so i think if you had like a person to play with online or couch co-op it would be a lot funner i just i couldn't get into it on my own but yeah, it was it's fun. I think it's on um where did I play? I think I played it on Xbox Game Pass for the PC. So, okay. You can give it a try there. I mean, at no extra cost to you. So, I think it's it's worth trying, especially just to check out how cool the world works or how cool the world looks. Um but yeah, the ascent for me, I would say is not really for me. <laughs> so, I'm giving it like a 6 out of 10. It's it's good. Like you can tell, there's like good effort put into it. I just couldn't get in through the story because it was just very boring, and the gameplay got old for me real quick. Uh, what else did I play? I played Loop Hero on the Steam Deck, which is also like a game that came out a while ago, right? It's sort of like this pixelated, surprisingly deep game. I thought it was gonna be something like. You know, like one of those like cookie clicker type games that are just really there to kill time. Something very simple, but you just kind of, you know, play it to kill some time. And as time gets on, you make some progress, mostly through just playing it rather than doing any sort of decision making. But that I was pleasantly surprised to be wrong. Um, it has really great music. I really love the art style of the pixel world. Um, so the usual things you see is sort of this like grid map system and then it auto generates a path on this uh, on this map where your hero will do the loop. It'll follow this path which is a loop and it'll go round and round and round and every there's like days passing there's of course how many uh, loops you do and then as you do those things the monsters either appear and they get stronger as you stay on the same loop for longer and longer. And you kill monsters. Well, you don't really kill them. It's all sort of a passive gameplay in terms of the combat. When your character encounters a monster, a little window pops up that shows quite nice pixel art of your character, of the monsters. And they're just... They have some attack speed that they uh, have. And as soon as they've hit the timer on that attack speed they automatically attack and it's all just automated for you it's almost you know it's you don't have to do anything you don't have to select an enemy anything like that the only thing that you do is actually um card management which cards are 
picked up after you defeat enemies or you can get them relatively at random or from tiles uh, and the cards let you put down tiles and the tiles are basically landscapes that you can build up they're either you know like mountains for example or you can build like forest or desert and those will give buffs to your character and then you can also place down things like um, uh, a grove that is on the path or things that are next to the path and they spawn monsters and of course the incentive here is for you to gather resources by either crossing these tiles that you've put down or killing monsters that these tiles generate um, and from there with the resources you uh, eventually if you beat the loop or you escape the loop uh, because you feel like you're not gonna you know be able to defeat the enemies because they get harder and harder and maybe your gear doesn't keep up and of course gear management is also another aspect of this is where if you care kill enemies the you know depending on the uh, class you're playing and there's three playable classes you can get different kind of gear and they buff your characters and give you stats and all that good stuff um so it's surprisingly in depth i i really enjoyed it there's like a town building sort of mechanic which is sort of the overarching uh like permanent upgrade and within the loop as you place down tiles and switch out your gear your inventory um then that's sort of like your roguelike element and you know each loop depending on whether you beat it or not will reset at the end and you can replay it or play a new uh fight a new act there's like three acts which means that there's like the three major bosses at the end of them and i think once you beat all three you're probably done the game i beat two out of the three so far it's pretty fun i think this is a really good on-the-go game for the Steam Deck. You can pause it at any time. Real good. I, I'm I'm actually quite a big fan of this game, so I'm giving it a eight and a half out of ten. Okay. Loop Hero is surprisingly good. Yeah, surprisingly good. Nice. Um. Okay. So I finally got around to playing God of War, right when God of War Ragnarok <laughs> comes out. This is yeah the remake God of War, not the very old original ones. Nice. And I gotta say, this is. Ooh, this 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 is if not on par to me with The Witcher Three, it's okay. I, I would say it's on par. I don't know if it beats The Witcher Three in my head, but it's it's just such a near perfect game. I honestly can't think of really any complaints I have it, about it. Um, the story is fantastic. I was not bored for a second when playing this game, unlike The Ascent, where I just felt like oh, I gotta you know beat these enemies so I can find out what happens next in the story and the story's not even that interesting but with God of War the voice acting is fantastic every time you're just exploring the world the dialogue between Kratos and Atreus the sun it just feels so real it feels like they're in this living world it feels like you're in this living world it just it helps the pacing of the game even though the way I play it is I just do all the side quests first and then I mm -hmm. When I'm run out of side quests, then I continue with the main story until new side quests pop up, and then I do those. Um, so I didn't feel bored at all. Like not not only because the side quests themselves were also rather interesting; they had sort of mini stories, but really just the dialogue I think carried everything. The graphics were amazing. You were exploring all these different kind of um, landscapes and uh, meeting new characters, um, especially when you 
get the sort of third person in your little group who, who I think his name's Mimir and he's just a head who talks and it's it, I love the guy he's he's so cool and all the dialogue just carries the game for me and the settings as it change as you progress through the story they get um, they're quite different and you can kind of see all the different worlds because it is set in sort of mostly Norse mythology in this game and you can visit the different worlds um, and I think there are like four or five major worlds that you get to visit and like two of them are more just like side areas um, I ended up doing like everything not in terms of like collectibles because I don't really care for collectibles but I did everything that you could do for the side quests and I think for the like the fighting the gameplay um, you know do you, you fight all the Valkyries? I did in fact I yeah. did it before I finished the game and wow. before I did it before I well to be fair I played on balance I didn't play on like hard or anything but yeah, still yeah. like it was Valkyries were the funnest thing in the game for me it was They're just awesome. so fun to like train yourself to recognize their attacks and block and parry at the right time dodge at the right time and knowing when you have a window to attack it's so fun yeah i totally did it i did it before lighting the braziers so i didn't even get the buff i didn't realize there was like a defensive buff you could get um so i did it before the main story um so i did all those side areas before i finished the main story so all it was so good i had such a great time and i love that the ending um i mean there was of course the there was i guess a final boss but by the time i got to the final boss it was very easy because i was just like super buffed up with all my gear and stuff but i also just love the fact that the ending um is what sort of the character set out to do in the beginning which is just spray their mother's ashes and it was it was a beautiful ending. I didn't feel the need to have this like big drastic climax moment at the end and I just felt it was so great and I think it sets up the next game so well after um I mean, maybe it's a bit spoiler, maybe not, but after like you've gone home and uh you kind of get a snippet of what is to come and it's it's so good. So, so this game for me I think is like a 10 out of 10. I honestly don't think I have any complaints except for um, maybe you should have brought it to PC earlier, and same goes for Ragnarok, so please release it on PC so I can play it. Thank you. Um, yeah, God of War is fantastic. I got really into the lore as well, so I ended up, like, watching videos of recaps and, like, reading the story about, like, how Kratos came to where he is in this game, so, yeah. I don't know if I'll play the previous franchise. Um, I feel like they're quite different and they're a bit out of date now but still like i'm so looking forward to ragnarok yeah ragnarok's really good it fills in a lot of that story that like you want to know uh from yeah before. so you, you'll appreciate it uh if you like that world building stuff they did i'm hoping they bring ragnarok to pc soon rather than they later. better yeah <laughs> The, the Last of Us coming as fast as it did is a good sign for you for that. I'm hoping mm. that's like that they're gonna be like, oh man, we can start putting these PC games out, you know, six months after. Yeah, uh, that's what yeah. it feels like they're doing. That, that would be like a, a good enough time frame, in my opinion. 
but because guess yeah, you played this on that. PC, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. Nice. Yeah, it ran really smoothly. Like, I don't have the newest graphics card in the world. I have, like, a 1080 Ti, which is still okay, but mm -hmm. it just, it was still smooth. It's very well-optimized game. Like, I didn't feel it. Oh, that's not true. Actually, right before the final boss fight, the game crashed a couple of times, but I oh. don't know why. Um, but it was fine. Like, I ended up just, like, rebooting my whole system and hoping it would go through, and it didn't. So, maybe it's not the game's fault. Um, what else did I play? Oh, I played the sort of, like, surprise new game drop that nobody saw coming. Hi-Fi Rush, um, which I think was published by Bethesda. This sure is a... <laughs> it's great, yeah. Surprisingly really fun game. It's a rhythm sort of hack-and-slash game, I would say. The soundtrack is quite nice because everything in the world and your your moves and your attacks all follow this, the rhythm of the song. It's, again, like I said, a hack-and-slash, so you have usually two buttons to work with for attacks, like a light and a heavy attack, and then there's a timing aspect of trying to get it on the beat because your attacks will always land on the beat. Same with the enemy's attacks. There's dodging, and then there eventually you unlock parrying, which... The game sort of ramps up in difficulty quite nicely, I think. In fact, I think once the parry is introduced, it kind of spikes in difficulty a little bit. So, um, But I think it's great that it sort of challenges like that. Um, the, it's, it doesn't get boring because of it, I think. So the artwork is beautiful. It's like the cel-shaded cartoon kind of anime you feel with the animations. And the, the cutscenes are so well done. Like, they feel just so much fun to watch and the gameplay is quite fun there's some third person well it's all a third person game but it's like platforming the the enemy types vary enough that i feel like it's really um interesting to change up each sort of fight and you're trying to get you know sort of bayonetta style high score after each encounter with enemies um the complaint that i have is i feel like the upgrades not talking about the new moves, because as you like collect things sort of like Ratchet and Clank style, you collect these gears that eventually you can spend in a shop to buy new moves. Those are fine. Like the new moves are great. I felt like there's there's also these like upgrades that I are more like passive upgrades. I, I didn't feel like they were too impactful. I felt like they were just kind of thrown in and didn't do a whole lot, or I didn't feel like they did a whole lot. Uh, I actually beat the whole game without really using the special attack at all so i didn't end up buying any new special attacks because i felt like just the base following the rhythm hack and slash was way more fun than using your special attack which you know as you fight you charge up this i think it's called a reverb um bar or meter and once you charge that up you can use a special attack or some other sort of uh you can call in like partners to do an attack here and there and you can do sort of combo attacks that way too. So I, I ended up just doing those combo attacks for most of the time. So I don't know. That's also another complaint. I just felt like I didn't need to use it. It would be cool to, I don't know. Maybe it's just the way I played. It just felt like you were taking a break from the rhythm in order to ex execute this um, special attack which comes with really cool animations, to be fair. Um, but still, I just felt like it kind of ruined the pacing and the rhythm for me instead. 
Um, the other final complaint I have is there's just too much audio and visual clutter, um, especially once you get the parry system down, like, because everything's rhythm-based and the enemies attack on the rhythm, a lot of things could happen on, like, the same beat, and it gets just too cluttered um, that you don't know, hey, if you should parry or if you can attack or if some where the attack's coming from, and yeah, but... Really, that's that's all I have to complain about the game. I think it's a pretty decent length. It doesn't. It's not super long. There's replayability. There's like locked areas that you can access after you beat the game, um, as well as you can go back to after you un progress through the story and you uh, are able to go back to previous levels to unlock certain areas. And there's like hidden areas all over for you to collect things. And yeah, overall, super solid game. Um, one of the best I played that released this year so far. So. I think this deserves a 9 out of 10 for me, yeah. Is that on Game Pass? It is. It is on Game Pass. Nice. So definitely check it out. Nice. Yeah, that, that's pretty much all I've been playing. Cool. Alright, Jimmy, what have you been playing lately? Oh my gosh, uh, so I've been playing a lot. Uh, <laughs> I, I've been on my quest to try to finish some games on my backlog, uh, so I've been playing through Death Stranding, as I talked about previously. I finally finished it, uh, got through the entire ending, all, you know, 800 cutscenes in there. Wait, we, we, we talked about this, sorry to interrupt, but I gotta know, did you did you see the Princess Beach cutscene? Oh, yes. Yep, nope, I got it. I saw it now. <laughs> Oh, it was it. as awkward as you would, you would uh, set up for me, and I was like, wow, I I can't believe that just happened. There was a couple yeah. things in the game that were just like, wow, I can't believe they took it. Uh, that, uh, there's a part where he does like a little record scratch at one point as you're leaving the room, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, <laughs> um, it's all, it's all like weird tongue-in-cheek, like Kojima shit, but it's like, yeah, the Princess Beach line is like, Mario and Princess She's like, I'm Princess Beach. It's so bad. It's <laughs> so dumb. Uh, but I will say the the other than that, the the story is pretty fucking great. Uh, the the it's just weird and out there, and um, I really got into this whole like Zen like mode of playing that game, setting up like zip lines and just like zip lining across the country. Uh, <laughs> so fucking uh, goofy. Uh, shooting myself across with these packages to deliver them. Uh, but yeah, they do some stuff at the end of that game where you're like, you lose a lot of the stuff that you built, and then you gotta actually like trudge through and go through these areas <laughs> to subvert um, giant BT fights that you might have to have if you don't go the right way. Um, so it gets a little weird at the end with that stuff uh, kind of taking away some of the, the cool stuff that you get to build. But uh, overall, I think the last couple boss fights are pretty exciting and fun. And, uh, like, there's one boss fight where it's literally just, like, a, a beat-em-up between you and this other dude uh, fighting hand-to-hand -hand combat. And then there's another part to it after that. But, like, it, it's just presented well, like, um, very much like the the snake versus snake stuff in Metal Gear Solid 4 just had that kind of vibe to it for me. Uh, but I, I really liked it. I would say... At the end of the day, Death Stranding Director's Cut gets a 9 out of 10 for me. Um, uh -huh. Definitely worth playing. Didn't think I'd like it as much as I did uh, mm. when I started playing it the first time. So when I, I'm glad I came back to it. That's good. Um, did you play it on the Steam Deck or somewhere else? I played it on PS5 because I had it on PS4 and they were doing like a 
get the upgrade for either, either like five bucks or something. So I played through uh, PS5 with all the graphical updates. It ran really well. Um, but yeah, good good game, uh, beautiful game. Uh, I'm excited for the second one. I'm very curious to see how the story ends up going from there because uh, it, the way it ends kind of like open-ended uh where they could go with it i guess a little bit uh so good uh another game that i played that uh i had been putting off finishing uh, and i had to restart it from the beginning is axiom verge 2 mm, um nice. yeah it was like the free game on on uh playstation so i decided i'd play it there because i had previously started it and gotten through about half of it on uh epic uh so i played through it on playstation finished it, uh, just kind of ran through as fast as I could, trying to do as much side stuff while I was going, and uh, yeah, game's just a really solid Metroidvania. Uh, story's kind of weird, uh, but it's not super, like, in your face. Like, it, it, there, there's a story there, for sure, uh, but you could just play the game and just be like, I'm just gonna 100% this map, and it would just be about as intriguing as the story was for me. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a solid game. I'd say probably an 8 out of 10 for me um, combat's fun, the items are great but like it's just the the, the story isn't like the star there I think the first Axiom Verge had a better like, story um, this one did, it's just kind of like you find yourself in another dimension kind of thing and yeah, I don't know, it's, it's okay um, the continuing with my I need to finish games that I started and never never finished uh, I started Resident Evil 2 Remake uh, that also got re-released on PS5. If you had the PS4 version, get an upgrade for free. So I did that, um, and I, I played through the uh, the campaign one time with each character. I did like the A run with Leon and the B run with Claire. Um, and man, that game is just so good. Yeah, uh, it is. It is still one of the standards for like survival horror, and it's not even close. Like it's. There's, there's great tension in it. Um, there's great uh, moments where you're just feeling, I, I'm not going to have enough stuff to get through here, or there's going to be someone chasing me soon. I'm, you're constantly scared. Um, and because you have Mr. X just hunting you down through like a good chunk of that game, it's just like just constant dread. And as soon as you hear those goddamn footsteps when you're walking around, and uh, you know that he's going to be coming around that corner, you're like, oh, shit. Um, um, so, so yeah, I, I don't know, man. like, I can't think of a game, uh, that is survival horror that is, like, as perfectly balanced as that game is. It's, it's just such a, such a well-done game. And it's aged, like, the, the story's aged well, I think. The, the map is aged well. Like, they didn't have to do a ton to it to, like, to improve it, but they did improve it, uh, quite a bit as far as, like, Cutting out some of the, the fat and uh, streamlining a little bit and adding some story beats and, and improving the cutscenes and everything um, between the two runs. So, yeah, like they have some stuff that I don't remember having to do um, where you play as the girl. Uh, I can't think of her name. Ada. I want to say eight, not, not Ada, the, the little girl. Um, what was her name? Not Ashley, because that's from Resident Evil 4, but the, the, the little, uh, the, daughter of one of the umbrella scientists you play through uh, uh, the Claire story, you get to play through her a bit. I don't remember mm. having to do any of that. Uh, so that stuff was all new. Yeah. Uh, and, and then the, 
the Ada stuff, I believe, was also uh, it might have been in there, but I don't think it was as nearly as as much in depth as it was in this. One. Uh, I, I do remember you got to play the Ada at some point. I thought it was like a side thing in the end. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. It's really good. And then once you finish it, you get you know some unlocks, and you just like play through it again. So I I'm basically just gonna try through and get all the trophies in that game at some point. Uh, to do that, you have to like beat it on hardcore with like an S ring. So I'm trying to get all the unlocks to make that an easy time for me. I think I think you got to play through to get like an A or something to get unlimited ammo for the handgun, which would make it so much easier um, mm -hmm. to do the other runs. So I'll probably do that next. Uh, you also get to play through some scenarios um, as like these extra survivors that they they had like something similar in the arena that wasn't exactly the same. Uh, so you get to play through as Hunk, and uh, I think I wonder if I'm guessing you could unlock Tofu. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so the fifth survivor one is so much fun because, like, you're basically like loaded to the nine with, with yeah weapons and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you just like speed run through shit, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is, this is very different than uh than playing it through as Claire or uh, it's again where you're just trying to save all your ammo. You're just like blowing through all my resources. I'm just gonna mm -hmm. run out of here, try to escape. And I think you could beat that run in like. I don't know, five minutes or something like that. It's something. It's like yeah. You can beat it pretty quick, but yeah. Uh, but it's good. It's fun. It's, it's a nice little change up to like the the way the rest of the game plays. So for me, Resident Evil Two is a ten out of ten. Like it's untouchable uh, as far as like survival horror goes. It's very, very, very good. And, uh, everyone who is who's remotely interested in that series should go through and play that version. Very I do think the Resident Evil Two remake is like kind of the gold standard right now yeah like, yeah i'm i'm just hoping resident evil 4 is done as well as resident evil 2 uh remake was yeah on uh, on the other side of things, though i also played through the resident evil 3 remake uh yeah not as good uh, not <coughs> terrible either but not as good like they the the game i think itself is is a it suffers because there's a couple issues with it there's one constantly have this dude following you in very specific parts of the game and that's it so there's not the constant uh you know like oh this guy's walking me down everywhere it's like i don't know four or five sections of the game where you have to worry about the nemesis chasing you um doesn't feel as scary and it doesn't feel as like, like you can knock him down pretty easily and then he drops shit and like you're like okay I, I don't know it doesn't feel nearly as as horrific as the other game did you find um, it was hard to like aim at that weak spot of his and get like the whatever he drops or whatever because i feel like they the game thinks it's harder than it is but it, i i don't think it was that yeah, hard no and and the only thing that made it hard was when he covers his his thing like he gets like a, to a point like you shoot enough <laughs> he'll be like i'm gonna cover my weak spot with my hand it's like okay well i'll shoot you in the face and then you drop down and it's like it doesn't matter like it's yeah. it, just not very hard um and, and not very menacing, and and there's a dodge mechanic in that game, which makes it extra easy. Like, you could just wait until he swings and just dodge, and it's like, okay, well, I mean, not very scary. Yeah, once you master the dodge in that game, it's incredibly easy. Like Yeah. yeah. And, and the game is, like, significantly shorter than the previous uh, game, because you're only playing it through mostly as, as Jill. There's a little section in there where you play through as Marco... And, and that section is also a complete reused environment from Resident Evil 2. Because you go through the police station. Yep. The same police station. And the same 
shit is mostly in in the same <laughs> like like you are doing stuff in the police station that sets up things in actual Resident Evil 2. So if you played Resident Evil 2, you're gonna know some of those secrets right off the bat. You might even know some of the safe combinations. I think they're the same. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it's decent. I'm not done with it yet. I think I'm like two thirds of the way through. I got a little bit more to go, and then uh, I will I will probably not replay that one as much uh, just because it's not as good. Um, still still decent. I'd probably say seven and a half out of ten. Um, but just, it's just missing something there, and it's, 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 it's a little clumsy. <laughs> yeah. What difficulty are you playing on? So I wanted to burn through them as fast as possible, so I was playing through unassisted. Um, okay. Just to kind of get through it. Uh, I will probably, again, once I unlock some of the other stuff, I might go through and play it through on a, on a harder mode to see if it makes I just, like, that right. game in particular, it's really funny when you play it on, like, the harder difficulties because like when you play it on hard uh the nemesis will just come and like bum rush you out of nowhere like you'll just be walking down the street and all of a sudden like within like half a second he's turned the corner and he's running towards you it's it's it should be scary but it's more funny because you're like how is this guy that fast like it's <laughs> ridiculous I'll have to. Get, I'll, I'll make sure I play through it on hard after I finish it. On Even just play like the old, like the first little bit on hard, just yeah, to like because yeah. you'll notice it's 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 comical how fast he is in in hard mode. But that's hilarious. Uh, sticking with the survival horror theme, I picked up the Dead Space twenty twenty three remake that came out a couple weeks ago. Nice. Um, it is fantastic. Uh, as far as, like, remakes go, it takes, you know, it doesn't, so, so, like, graphically, obviously, it's gonna be a step up, because the original Dead Space was, uh, came out around Xbox 360 era, uh, it's probably, uh, 2010 or something like that, or 2012, I don't know, somewhere in there, um, and it is pretty much a one-to-one, like, remake of the game, uh, they've done some, some definitely some graphical updates they've done a little bit of mechanical updates but I don't really know like like there's there's some things that it feels like they've done that are like quality of life improvements uh, here and there and it's been so long since I played the original I can't even remember you know what some of those things are uh, but it definitely feels better as a modern game um, and yeah it's they've done a really good job of like capturing like the the sound design and uh, the look to make this just feel like you're constantly scared and worried that something is going to jump out of a goddamn vent. Like, I don't know if you ever played the original one, but they had a lot of times where it was like, oh, you walk in a room, uh, one of these uh, what the fuck are they called in the game? I don't even remember. Uh, but the, the infected, whatever the fuck they're called in that game. Necromorphs. Necromorphs, thank you. Yeah, the necromorphs will just drop out of a vent and uh, attack you and it's, it's scary, but in this one, like because I was playing on the PlayStation 5 with, like, the 3 sound and stuff, it just worked so much better. I could hear, like, oh, they're in the vents directly above me. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Okay, okay. and then, like, you'd walk, and then nothing would happen, and then they'd do the okey-doke, like, I, I turned a corner, and then it jumped up behind me, and, like, it's just constantly just feeling like I'm totally screwed. Um, and I haven't gotten to, like, any of the bosses yet. I think I'm in, like, Chapter 3, maybe, now. Um done some of the anti-gravity sections which feel a little better uh, I've done 
you know, some of the some of the, the, the storytelling is better because they give Isaac a voice in this one, which he didn't have in the original game. So he does some talking to other people. Um, there was like a cool video on YouTube of like the original creator of Dead Space playing through, and when he heard the voice, he was like so excited. He's like, "Oh my god, yeah. this is awesome!" Sorry. Yeah, it's 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 well done. Like it's definitely like it feels like it belongs there. It's not like it feels like they changed it and fucked it up or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's good. It's it's a really well done remake. I think the combat feels, you know, uh, very faithful to the original. They did like this crazy like peeling system for like the enemies, where if you shoot them, like it rips the skin and the meat lives underneath the skin, and then if you hit them again, it'll, you'll hit the bone and snap. It's it's disgusting and awesome. Like it's really really cool. Like you have to like target areas more than once to kind of break through the 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 meat that's on their arms to like hit the bone and snap it off and and then using the kinetic stuff to like throw things at the necromorphs is is super satisfying it's just it's a great game i would say nine and a half out of ten for me i'm not even done with it but i know i'm gonna love it all the way through um it's just it's it's really well done and scary and if you're into survival or you did you should probably play this one i've been thinking of picking Um, it up but i i'm a little on the fence on it yeah, it's 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 if you played through Dead Space recently, like I don't know if it's worth getting, but like for me who hasn't played it in ten years, uh, it was it was definitely nice to come back to it. Nice. Uh, the last thing I played is I picked up Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, I know there's like a huge controversy about people buying this game and supporting J.K. Rowling, and uh, I don't only don't you know support any of J.K. Rowling's phobic uh comments or anything like that but i do love the harry potter universe and i feel like the guys that made this game put a lot of love into it and they deserve to uh you know get get uh get paid for their efforts and uh i know some of that money goes to jk rowling but fuck her and i hope the game developers uh you know get get uh, their bonuses and everything for meeting the sales goal for this game because they did a great job mm-hmm. that said uh the game is really well done it's a huge open world of, uh, of of a game, and like I was kind of surprised at the scope of it because I kind of thought it was going to be like, you know, mostly in the castle and then a little bit of outside surrounding areas. Um, but it's like massive. It's like like Assassin's Creed, uh, you know, open world Assassin's Creed level of massive. Like there's there's caves to explore. There's secret passages. There's all this extra shit. And it's just really, really well-created open-world game. Um, like, they did a fantastic job of, of hiding things and making every moment of the gameplay feel like you're doing something useful or, or cool. Um, but basically, you, you start off the game, you you find yourself going to Hogwarts as, like, a fifth-year student, which is, like, uh, not something that normally happens. You find out you got some cool magic powers, and then you go through and learn know a bunch of spells um one thing the game does uh which again if you've seen the movies or read the books like combat you wouldn't think would be particularly a strong point of a harry potter uh game but like the combat in here is really really fun like you you're doing a lot of like picking people up in the air throwing them around and doing fireballs and and the way you can combo these things together feels very satisfying Mm. um very much like uh, you know biotics in in Mass Effect kind of thing, where you're like flinging things and 
things are exploding and all that stuff. So um, I, I I was surprised at how good the combat was. Um, and then uh, yeah, you're just you're just exploring this giant map. Uh, there's always something to do. There's always quests to have. And like I've been playing it for maybe 20 hours or so already, and I'm like a 10% of the way through. I don't know about the main story, but like, there's just so much shit on the map to like go through and explore and see. Um, so if you're a fan of the Harry Potter universe or you're, you know, you'll, you watch those movies and you really enjoy them, I think that it's worth going through and experiencing this uh, because it does an exceptional job of recreating that in a video game. Uh, it's definitely the best, you know, representation of that universe that anyone has done so far. Um, nice. Yeah, it's it's really good, and I, I it sucks that like there's such a controversy around people playing it and everything, but like it's I understand why. Uh, it's just I I I needed to play. <laughs> Fair. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'd say for me, Hogwarts Legacy probably sitting at like a nine out of ten. Uh, we'll see how it you know fares by the end of it, but it's just there's just so much shit to do. Like you're not gonna be bored playing it, and uh, I think that could probably sink a good, you know, 30 hours in just to do the story, it seems like, so. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Alright. Lucas, what have you been playing lately? No, it's my turn. I want to play Hogwarts Legacy, even though the controversy around it, I do want to play. That sucks that there's a... Yeah. Uh, I have been playing, uh, surprisingly, uh, there was a Sega Genesis game back in the day called Mutant Football League, and it was actually uh... kind of, like, a really fun game, and so they made, like, a, a 3D version of it, and I am quite fucking enjoying it. It's actually pretty a lot of fun. Um, I'm not one of those guys that, like, when you play a sports game, like, when it's, like, uh, like Gran Turismo or NFL or whatever... They're boring for me because there's not any kind of like gaming to it. It's I understand why people like playing it because it like it's the player you like and this is that and that and that and you do this move and exactly how you play football or NHL or whatever racing. Um, I'm more like a Mario Kart guy where it's like I need to have something more into it. So this is what does it for me. So I quite enjoy this. So you get to play arrangement of uh, monsters. So, like, uh, zombies, uh, skeletons, uh, Frankenstein, and of course werewolves, which why I played it right away, because I love werewolves. So, uh, basically, like, the mode you can do, like, cheating, you can kill the ref, uh, you can kill other players, you can uh, put them into lava streams, you can throw them into the crowd, the crowd destroys them, you can, like... So, basically, there's a lot of fun aspect to it. You also have this thing called Cheap Tricks. Uh, so if you throw, you can do, like, uh, you can throw a football to somebody else, or, like, the opposing team, you can turn into, like, dynamite. So if they have the ball for five seconds, they blow up and die. Uh, you can reverse time. Uh, you can throw a murder ball. So you throw a ball, and it's, like, spikes. So if anybody else catches it besides your own player, they, they die. So, uh, I had quite a lot of fun with this. Uh, there's a lot of upgrading to it as well. There's a bunch of RPGs to it. But there's also a lot of comedy, comedy, ooh, man, a lot of comedy with this as well. Uh, so when you make a touchdown or, like, when you make, like, um, a quarter pack sack or a fumble and stuff, like, like a fumble recovery, the, the players usually have something to say. Uh, some of them are, like, if you get, like, do a quarterback set, uh, one of them says, if you take another hit like that, I'll be hitting uh, your wife at your funeral. 
So yeah, it's very yes. adult nature as well. So like uh, like an interception, you might say he's giving it to us like all night long. I bet his wife wishes she was giving it to him him like that. So there's it's very there's a lot more to it. So there's a lot of comedy adult nature. So if you're a kid, don't play this because you're gonna look at those jokes. I I don't understand what the fuck they're trying to say. Uh, so like. Like when you're fumbling something, they quote or something about the prom. Uh, so if you like, if you want a different kind of football game that is more adult nature and fun and has like a lot of like neat kind of mirror card kind of features to it, it's the best way to explain it. Like power up features, I play this game. Okay. Uh, I also played Capcom Arcade 2, so the second version of the arcade, and I played all the games. I am surprised on how sucky some arcade games are. And I can't believe that they made people put quarters into this game. So, like, I'm just, what is this shit? So, but it did have all Darkstarker games, which were fun. Uh, it had all the Street Fighter games of Alpha, uh, which were pretty easy to beat, actually. I'm surprised. Uh, what else did it have on there? And it had a lot of little side-scrolling ones. Like, they had Sonson and Bumblebee and all these things you would never heard of. And, like, Banger Bros or something? I can't remember. And there's, like, a, there's a Cowboy one. The one I actually quite enjoyed, there was one where, like, uh, you drive around in a car, but it was hard as fuck. I didn't really play it all, but, like, I guess the, the I guess it's based on, like, a, a village, maybe, like, a southern kind of village or, like, an island village. So, like, they show up in cars, they steal your family, and you get in a car, and you have to go find your family and drive off and, like, save your family. And, like, it's kind of like a spy hunter kind of car where you shoot people and stuff like that, but it's slow as fuck. And, like, your car explodes, and you have to get out of your car to beat up people. It's it's really weird. Uh, so there's that. Uh, I played Castlevania Rondo of Blood, uh, which everybody apparently liked. I, I didn't like it, to be honest. And I think it's because I've played different other Castlevania games mm. where uh, the upgrades are still the same, but you can, only sh like, you can only whip, like, left or right. And, like, you can't lift up or down. Yeah. But, like, I don't know why people liked Rondo of Blood over... Like, they were like, this is the best Castlevania game. I'm like, no, it's not. Like, Castlevania 3 on the NES was better than this. So, like, I, I don't know. Uh, but it's supposed to be connected with uh, Symphony of the Night. So I played it. I, I beat it in, like, two hours. It wasn't too hard, actually. Like, I died a couple of times. I just kept going. Because I've already played enough Castlevania. But it's the same setup as before. Like, it's the yeah. same, like, going up, you fight, like, you know, you fight Dracula. There's, like, a cutscene where it's like, I have your wife. I'm going to kill her. And you're like, no, don't kill my wife or girlfriend or whatever it is. Um, so, yeah, Rondo of Blood, eh, I don't know, like a 5 out of 10. I wouldn't really recommend Rondo of Blood to anybody that likes Castlevania. I, I might be stabbed for that, apparently. So, um, don't play, I don't, I don't like Rondo of Blood. The, the beginning was really cool, like you're on like the uh, the horse court and everything like that. Death shows up and tries to kill you. That was kind of cool, but everything else, eh. Uh, and then I played uh, I'm playing Gigabash right now. I haven't passed it, but I'm playing Gigabash, which is kind of like a um, monster battle game with like remember those old Godzilla games where like picked up buildings. It was like a bird's eye view and you throw it at people and stuff like yes. that. It's the same thing. It's a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of cool power-ups, a lot of things go. Um, I found the computer way too easy. I have it on maximum hard, and I'm just blowing through the storyline. Yeah. Uh, that's the only issue I have with it. But, like, they have interesting characters. They have, like, 
uh, alien guy that has like crab claws. They have one of their like a rock creature, which has these like like Ryu kind of like moves. Um, they have two robot guys they haven't played yet, and they actually added Godzilla DLC, so you can actually play Godzilla. I actually stopped played against the computer just like the uh, CPU mode they have, just like training or whatever, and played Godzilla, and it's a lot of fun. Like you have flame breath and stuff like that. Um, you do have a super move called. I think it's Giga something, and you you become like three thousand times bigger on the screen, and like you just blow away people. Uh, so it's a lot of fun. Uh, I do recommend Giga Bash for anybody that's played those old. Uh, what's it called? What's that other one called on Super Nintendo? Like the Wrestling Monsters or something like that. And I really enjoyed that one. Mm. There was one on the Xbox 360 that was really good. But it's those Godzilla, uh, kind of like open area throw buildings game, and it's actually a lot of fun. So if you like those games, I pick up Gigabat, and I think it's pretty cheap. It's like 40 bucks, not on sale, so... It's like 20 bucks probably on sale. But yeah, that's what I've been playing. Nice. Yeah, I played Gigabash, and I had a good time with it. So. Yeah, so you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Did you... Do you wrap it up, all the difficulty? Like, all the way to max to see if, like, you can beat it? Yeah. It's easy. It's not that hard, no. No, it's like, you can, you can combo so quickly. It's like, oh, that, that was quick. Yeah. So... Definitely not as as hard as it, as it could be. So, cool. Yeah, that's it. Well, that's it for this week. We got through this. There we go. Well, until next time, everybody. Bye for now. <laughs>